What's up, America? What's up, Australia? What's up, rest of the world? You're listening to the first episode of the Weekly Alpha Plays Podcast, part of the Fantasy Unleashed Podcast Network. I am your host, Beaver Fever. I'm going to be bringing you a handful of my favorite plays each week. We're going to keep it pretty general here. I will be sure to indicate if it is site-specific or if it is GPP or cash game specific play. First, let's take a look at this week seven slate as a whole. I think that the ownership is going to be pretty well spread out. We're going to have a couple guys at the top, particularly at the running back position that will hog most of it. We've got Alvin Kamara coming in north of 30% on both sites with all the injuries in New Orleans, looking to garner a lot of ownership. We've got Gio Bernard, Projected over 30% on DraftKings as well, over 50% on FanDuel where he is egregiously priced. (sighs) I don't like it. I don't like it in tournaments on FanDuel. I think it's bad. I think it's bad game theory. Uh, There's just, the, the, the cap's not nearly as prohibited over there as it is on DK. You know, you've got all the money in the world. Uh, there's just so many other options at running back this week, uh, and, it, and it's very touchdown dependent over there, and I don't think Geo quite fits that mold as well as some of the other guys do, so I would advise a fade in tournaments. I probably will be playing him in cash as it sits right now. I've got him in my cash game lineup on both sites. I think he'll be a fine play. Uh, I just don't think it's worth eating that massive ownership percentage in tournaments. A couple ways to leverage off of these guys um, would be Latavius Murray. I think he makes for a great leverage play this week off of Alvin Kamara. Um, With Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders out, don't be surprised if we see Kamara being played, lining up as a wide receiver a lot more than usual. Um, you know, maybe maybe using him as their slot wide receiver um, and using Latavius Murray as the main running back. I think that's a possible scenario. And that, you know, Murray sneaks in there for a couple touchdowns and all of a sudden those come directly out of Kamara's pocket and you get massive leverage on all of the Kamara owners. Uh, another spot that I love to get leverage um, is off of our other chalky play, Gio Bernard. I like stacking Joe Burrow and his pass catchers. Um, everything sets up very well for Joe. He is, in fact, our first alpha play of the week. He leads the league in dropbacks. He's second in completions. He's sneakily seventh in rush attempts. Wow. 61 pass attempts last time these two teams met in week two. Now we've got Joe Mixon out. All signs are pointing towards a very heavy passing attack here. I like a lot of his pass catching options. You can pair him up with Tyler Boyd, who draws the best matchup in the league. The Browns are giving up in the slot, that is. The Browns are giving up the most fantasy points there. I love T. Higgins. He has emerged as the true alpha of this team. He's Joe Burrow's favorite target. He's getting all of the high-quality looks for fantasy downfield. Uh, 
end zone targets. Uh, he's their jump ball guy on the goal line. Uh, and, and I think that, that him and Joe are really establishing a nice rapport. I love triple stacking both of those guys with Burrow, gaining massive leverage off of the Geo Bernard chalk. And I think you can run it back with our second alpha play of the week, Kareem the Dream Hunt. He's got a great matchup. He's got a great price. You can thank the Steelers for that, who routed him so bad that he sat out the entire fourth quarter, leading to the depleted price, especially on FanDuel, where he is egregiously priced. Um, in that week two matchup that I talked about, Kareem got in the paint on the ground, through the air, and had over 100 total yards. Now you take Nick Chubb out of the equation. Whoo, boy. Smash that button until your finger is sore. The second, third, rather, alpha play of week seven, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, we've got Hunt that's going to be a little chalkier. Drop down a little bit. You can save almost 1000 on DK. I believe it's $800 difference. They are the same price on FanDuel, making CEH a great pivot off of Hunt off of Camara, off of Mike Davis, off of the high-owned chalk in that price range. Um, I love CEH this week. I think that the arrival of Le'Veon Bell is one of the most overblown, misunderstood situations in all of fantasy right now. I think that a vast majority of the daily fantasy ecosystem believes that now that Le'Veon Bell is on the team, CEH has no value, that he will not hold on to his lead back role. And I've got some Andy Reid quotes for you here that, uh, that are insinuating otherwise. Actually, I don't because my laptop just died. Isn't that wonderful? I will paraphrase them. We've got Andy Reid talking about the possibility of Le'Veon Bell playing this week. He said that it is, uh, for the most part, going to have to wait to be seen how comfortable Le'Veon feels with the playbook on game day if he'll be able to get in there for a couple plays. And that was the exact quote of what he said, get in there for a couple plays. Don't like the sound of that for the prospects of Le'Veon Bell making an impact here. We've got Jay Glazier, the team's beat reporter, I believe, um, insinuating that Le'Veon Bell did not come to Kansas City to be the lead back. We've even got Andy Reid saying something about, God, I wish I had this up. Uh, not Le'Veon didn't come to take the carries away from my little guy called him his little guy it's really weird but I think that CEH especially this week remains the lead back I like the game environment against Denver they're calling for sub 20 degree weather we've got snow on the forecast could be a ground and pound type game um, and it's not just that CEH is just a great player uh, and he's had great opportunity and when great players get great opportunity Sooner or later, we get fantasy points, and we get a lot of them. They come in bunches. Uh, he's top 10 in goal line carries in the NFL, and he's only got one TD. He's had three called back. He's running ice cold. 
That's all there is to it. He's running ice cold. But he put on a Russian clinic on prime time last week. Um, watched every play. He looked incredible. Uh, and like I said, I think it's going to take time to get Levy on uh, oriented into this offense. Love CEH this week. He's going to come in somewhere around 5 to 7% owned in tournaments. Great leverage. Great tournament play. CEH. The th- the fourth alpha play. We're going to move over to wide receiver where we've got the F1, Terry McLaurin, playing in a game with one of the better paces on the slate. Terry McLaurin is popping up as the number one player in Josh Hermsmeyer's buy low air yards model. Uh, this is a model for those of you that aren't familiar. Uh, projection based off the opportunity the player had in the previous three weeks compared to the actual amount of fantasy points scored. So it essentially shows who is not, whose opportunity is not translating to fantasy points as we know, as we always say, if the opportunity's there and the player's good, the fantasy points will come. And T-Mac's more than good. They're using him all over the field. I think he's one of the most talented young wide receivers in the NFL. Um, They're using him deep. Evidenced by his 58% air yard share. Um, And they're also using him on shorter, higher percentage routes. Great matchup against Dallas this week. Terry McLaurin's a smash. The last Week 7 alpha play. Another wide receiver. Kenny Galladay. He's in the nut spot. Eight different receivers over nine, have gone over 90 yards against the Atlanta Falcons. No team has given up more completions of 20-plus yards downfield. This is what Kenny G does, guys. He goes deep. Marvin Jones, completely dusted. Completely dusted. Just get, get, get him out of there. He's a non-factor. Um, this offense revolves around Kenny. And we're going to see it this week. I think he's a premier player at the position. I had him at wide receiver four heading into this season. I don't regret that for a second. Um, you know, and he's, he's, he's priced around uh, a lot of these guys that, you know, we are taking four or five rounds later. And it's not like Kenny has done anything to, uh, to make me think otherwise, quite frankly. He's had 100-plus yards or a TD in all three games. Since coming back from the injury, I think Matthew Stafford finally gets it rolling here this week against the pathetic Atlanta Falcons defense. Give me all the Kenny G. Um, We'll briefly touch on defense. I think the Washington football team is going to be the chalk for good reason. Um, I'll have quite a bit of them, but if you're looking for a tournament pivot, I like the defense on the other side of the ball, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Washington has essentially been a cheat code to play defenses against this year, just getting absolutely ripped. And I think Dallas can get a handful of sacks and a couple turnovers this week for a very cheap price, low ownership, the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you back here next week for the weekly Alpha Plays podcast. Let's get this money.